Hey everybody, welcome back to Word Balloon. It's me, John Suntress. Before we get started on the show, I just wanted to do a little programming note. Apologies for not uh, putting out more episodes in February. Uh, right at the la- at the end of last week, my computer died, and uh, you know, which really sucked. I had a couple of interviews to go, and uh, just wanted to make sure before I bought a new one that uh, this one maybe had a chance to be repaired. It didn't, so I had to buy a new computer. And was able to, uh, because of the League of Word Balloon listeners, you know, um, you guys step up and you subscribe to Word Balloon. And uh, this is the kind of thing where there's a a technical emergency and you guys were able to come through. I've got a new computer and uh, I can move on with uh, brand new episodes. And uh, I really appreciate that. So this is just a plea. First of all, thank uh, the League for helping me out as they do. But also a plea if you've uh, ever thought about uh, subscribing to Word Balloon. I could use your help now more than ever. I'm between radio jobs. Uh, I am looking for another one. But if you can help the cause and actually uh, subscribe to Word Balloon, if you can spare the price of a comic book a month or $5 a month, that would be great. You go to wordballoon.com. There's a Patreon ad right there that will take you to the Word Balloon page. Or you can go to patreon.com slash wordballoon, and you can subscribe there. So uh, thank you very much, League of Word Balloon listeners. There are new people, um, people that exist already as uh, League of Word Balloon listeners, have upped their subscription rates. Um, You know, as I always say, I I know money is tough, but if you can spare it and you think that what I do, uh, you know, contributes to your enjoyment uh, of the uh, pop culture hobbies that we love, then uh, that would be great. You know, uh, I I think uh, this is the kind of almost audio magazine that gives you as much entertainment as uh, well, Wizard Magazine back in its day, Amazing Heroes back in its day, the great uh, Tomorrow's publications. So I think Word Balloon tries to uh, fulfill the same kind of uh, need in an audio capacity. So uh, if you can, please help out. Wordballoon.com. Uh, go to the Patreon ad right there on the front page, and it will take you to my Patreon page. But uh, thank you very much, League of Word Balloon listeners. And now on to the show. Okay, let's get into this episode of Word Balloon. Thanks a lot for listening. It's John Suntress, and really happy to welcome back Tom Taylor. Tom from Australia, wonderful uh, writer that's been doing excellent work on uh, creator-owned stuff and licensed stuff. I think he made his big splash first at Dark Horse, doing wonderful Star Wars stories. Was really one of the uh, the last great uh, Dark Horse writers that was uh, doing a lot of Star Wars work along with guys like John Ostrander and Gabe Hardman and Karina Becko and people like that, uh, moves to D.C. and immediately, big splash with Injustice, uh, the video game uh, comic tie-in. And I I think I can honestly say this, during the New 52, the best Justice League book was Injustice because it was familiar and also you just never knew what was going to happen. And uh, Tom took full advantage of that with uh, an extreme uh, situation where Superman is uh, running everything under martial law and some uh, heroes follow him and Batman leads uh, the group that opposes him. Uh, An excellent story. Kind of a a longer kingdom come in a lot of ways and a much more darker kingdom come because Superman is not motivated by the altruistic side as he is in kingdom come, but uh, by some deaths in his family. And if you know... Uh, the Injustice uh, game, then you certainly know the Injustice story, or you've been reading the Injustice comic. Well, Volume 2 of Injustice is starting up in April, and Tom is behind that. We talk about that. He's also kind of getting his feet wet, uh, reacquainting himself with the Justice League in a very funny Justice League Power Rangers team-up that's happening between DC and Boom Studios. Very good series. On the Marvel side, and just in time for the Logan movie... Uh, Tom Taylor has been uh, writing the adventures of X-23, but as we all know, she is the all-new Wolverine, and uh, Old Man Logan is in that book as well, uh, along with uh, some others, and we, we talk about uh, the the uh, X-23 book, Wolverine, but uh, it's really great to have Tom back. Also, Tom made news this week, unfortunately not going to uh, uh, Seattle Comic-Con, and he talks a bit, a bit, uh, he talks a bit about that. Uh, in the closing minutes of our uh, conversation as well. This was recorded last Monday. As I said at the beginning of the show, I had some technical difficulties last week, and I'm just getting it to you now. But uh, still in time for Logan, and we talk about Logan and our our hopes and anticipations of that film, and uh, a bunch more. Tom Taylor on today's Word Balloon. 
We're Balloon is brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. And I'm looking at the list of the new InStock Trade books this week. And there's a lot of great product out there. Things like, man, remember DC's Comic Odyssey? If you don't, it was a very cool 80s uh, event that was drawn by Mike Mignola and uh, written by Jim Starlin. Uh, this book is 50% off and just $17.49. The Daredevil Epic Collection, starting with Brother Take My Hand, a classic between Stan Lee and uh, Gene Colan. Wonderful story. Uh, this collects Daredevil 42 through 63. 50% off, it's just $19.99. You can get the first arc from DC Rebirth of uh, Wonder Woman, trade paperback, The Lies. Uh, that's Greg Rucka and Liam Sharp. 50% off, $8.49. There's also Valor. This goes back to uh, EC Books, and these were uh, the uh, the night of uh, the roundtable kind of era of uh, EC Books. It was Valor, great art from uh, Bernie Krigstein, and uh, great writing from Carl Wessler. This is a Dark Horse co uh, collection, 42% off, $28.99. Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange, along with uh, many artists, including... Chris Pichalo, uh, this and uh, also some Catherine Immenman in there as well, I guess. That's awesome. Uh, this collects Doctor Strange uh, 11 through 16 of the new series and material from the Doctor Strange annual. And uh, this is 42% off, $14.49. Didn't you think Doctor Strange got jobbed at the Oscars for the visual effects Oscar? I certainly did. I thought there was no question. I mentioned Injustice. We talk about Injustice with uh, Tom Taylor. But uh, Brian Buccolato also uh, doing excellent work on uh, the Injustice uh, book. And uh, there's a uh, trade uh, with uh, him and Mike Miller doing the art. And it's uh, volume two of uh, year five of uh, Injustice. And it's 42% off, $14.49. All of this available through InStockTrades.com. Don't forget, if your orders are $50 or more, you receive free shipping. And they make it easy. You're going to find great books at great prices. InStockTrades.com. All right, without further ado, it's been far too long since uh, I've uh, had Tom on uh, Word Balloon. We've seen each other at conventions, but uh, this was on uh, a Monday night, and with the time difference, it was Tuesday afternoon, Tom's time. I love that. You know, they say that enjoy the Jennifer Lawrence movie, and I feel the same way. I, I love the way uh, global time works, and I'm sitting here at midnight, my time, and uh, Tom is hanging out at about 4 in the afternoon, uh, if I got my time uh, differences right. But a uh, really fun conversation with Tom Taylor. I present it now on Word Balloon. It has been far too long since I've had Tom Taylor on Word Balloon. I, I have seen you at a few uh, San Diego's over the last couple of years, but uh, it's great to have you back, Tom. Welcome back. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure, man. And congratulations. Uh, you got really fun books coming out, very timely books, uh, certainly with uh, Logan uh, just days away here in the States. I don't know when it opens uh, in Oz. But uh, you're, you're doing uh, the all-new Wolverine, which, of course, is the Adventures of X-23 for uh, the non-Marvel initiated. But, uh, yeah, nice nice gig. Tell me what intrigues you about X-23. Uh, look, I think there's a million things that intrigue me about her. Um, I think Laura is just an incredible character. She's this product of, you know, in a way she's been even more tormented than, than Logan, but mm -hmm. come through it in with slightly less of a chip on her shoulder or certainly to the point where we've gotten her to now. Um, she is without a doubt Wolverine. She's, um, she's everything that you'd want to inhabit that, that suit. Um, but you know, she's come through trauma. She's come through, uh, a lot of abuse. She's lived on the streets. She's, um, she's had a pimp at one stage. She was a cutter at one stage, you know, she's been the victim of a lot of things, but, I think especially now in the books that we're we're doing over at Marvel at the moment, she's really come through that and and is now kind of fighting back and has found a place where she can be the all new Wolverine. Is uh, the current the current arc is Enemy of the State? Yeah, that's right, Enemy of the State too. Where um, I, I think I can spoil this here, but basically she was she had a trigger scent, which was this thing a little device that anybody could really use against her where if she smelt it on anybody, she would instantly kill them and lose all agency. Go berserker, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And as of the last issue, that's no longer an issue, basically. <laughs> so we've 
the trigger sense is now removed. So um, thanks to Jean Grey and Gabby on the outside and a whole lot of stuff happening in her head, um, that that device is gone. So um, she is free, essentially, from that control from this point on. What can you tell us about what's coming up? Is that that wrapped up the arc? Am I right, or is are you uh, have you got one more chapter still? Uh, well, yeah, one more issue uh, next month, and then that arc will be done, and then we're on to a series called an arc called Immune, where basically you know the Immune refers to the fact that the trigger scent no longer has a hold on her. Sure, uh, she's immune from that, but also that a an alien virus is about to land on Earth. Um, somewhere and infect a whole lot of people. Um, and that's going to involve Laura in a really, really interesting way. 616 Logan is dead, and that's one of the reasons why Laura took over. But old man yep. Logan now inhabits uh, the 616 universe. Has she? Have they crossed paths yet? Yeah, they crossed paths in uh, Civil War. And, okay. um Yeah, and it was sort of... it. They crossed paths well. She actually rescued him from the stomach of, of Fin Fang Foom, um, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Uh, and yeah, uh, he um, someone tried to weaponize Fin Fang Foom with Fin Fang Pheromone um, <laughs> using that against people. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, and she ended up, you know, coating herself in Fin Fang Pheromone and leading him away uh, and saving old man Logan. But it turned very, very bad um, thanks to S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of getting in there and old man Logan attacking Gabby, who's her young sister slash clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they left on not great terms. We'll see if that, that relationship can be repaired. Okay. And yeah, talk about that relationship with Gabby and, and Laura now and explain that to um, me as, as a, as a non-regular reader. So I'll bring me up to date on this uh, sister relationship. Sure. Well, Gabby is, um, so we started our our new all new Wolverine with series called an arc called the four sisters where Laura basically discovers that there's four sisters that are out there that are clones of her with her face, um, who are out there trying to assassinate some people, the, the people that kind of traumatize them. And Laura gets involved. She's too late to save one of them, but there are all these these clones that they, they clone them trying to get mutants, trying to get Laura's power and, use them as assassins, but it didn't work. Um, they did put sort of nanite technology in them that meant they couldn't feel pain. Though. Um, so they were still effective and hideously abused and locked in cages and then released. Um, but Gabby is the youngest and without a doubt, the sort of most innocent. She's um, These sisters were sort of all, they're all reflections of Laura, of, of different aspects of her and Gabby, in a lot of ways, is the Laura that could have been if she hadn't have gone through so much trauma so early. Um, and she's just hilarious. I mean, she's without a doubt her and their new pet, Jonathan, the actual Wolverine, um, is, um, you know, these are these two sort of shining lights of ridiculous and fun in the middle of a quite serious book at times. And anytime things get too dark and heavy, Gabby comes in and just says the right thing or you know, takes Doctor Strange down for being overbearing and ridiculous. You know, why would you have a night, a cupboard to nightmares in your lounge room? You couldn't just hang a painting. Um, you know, <laughs> she's just, she's the person who can, you know, basically tell the Emperor they're wearing no clothes at all times. And you love having characters like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's great to, Gabby's just been a revelation. And I know that she's loved by a lot of people. Yeah, I was going to ask in general everything everything going well, well received, and everything. I know I know for a long time X twenty three has been a big, you know, character from her debut and every iteration. So this is this is a good thing uh, that you know she's graduated to the full Wolverine status. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you have that sort of that pushback from people who never want to see changes, and particularly from people who don't want to see women inhabit these costumes, and we we see that all across the internet. But with Laura, I think it just it makes a lot of sense. So that that fight hasn't really been there so much. There are a lot of people early on who are sort of like, Logan can't be replaced. You can't, you know, this sure. is a travesty. And actually, the book's kind of good. And okay, we're shutting up now. We're very long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, excellent. Um, which is great. I think we won a lot of people over, and Laura won a lot of people over. 
Because it does make sense. I mean, she is his daughter slash clone. It's She is the right person to inhabit the mantle. And it's the same as sort of Dick Grayson taking over for Batman for a while. There are some that you just, you go, yes, that is the right person to inherit. I kind of hope that, uh, I mean, I'm cool with Old Man Logan being the Logan representative now in the 616. Yeah. I do think that makes for more interesting stories. Almost in the same way that having... Uh, the current Superman uh, be the old, you know, pre-Flashpoint Superman and him kind of dealing with these newer her- versions of the heroes in the DC universe. And I think, you know, obviously that can only make for uh, interesting conversations and relationships moving forward in a way that if it was just regular Logan, you know, I, I don't know. It's 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 very, I, I kind of like some of the choices of who's dead and who's remained dead. For a few years now and stuff, I know uh, Wolverine is, I, I guess, freshly dead. I think what twenty, like either twenty fifteen <laughs> or sixteen. It's like Python talk. He's, he's yeah, almost no, dead. It's, uh, he's nearly dead. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> no, he's definitely actually he's been dead longer than you think. So it was definitely at least twenty fifteen because I've been writing Laura as Wolverine for almost two years. So okay, there you go. Dead for a while. Um, but I think what you say about you know that the old man Logan and Superman comparison is a great one. I think that's um. That's exactly right. There is we we get to experience all new stories, and at the heart of it, the heart of the character is exactly who we know to be that character. It's the same, you know. I'm obviously I'm reading the Superman books too, and I'm reading Old Man Logan, and it, Old Man Logan is just a sort of more bitter version of himself, but we still recognize his soul, and it's the same with Superman. You know, the stuff that's happening with his son and all of that. It's it's great reading. Yeah. Um, so seeing them a little bit further along and seeing their legacy at the same time um, makes for some great stories. And there's been, you know, Logan's had his time as Wolverine. He's had years and years, and um, I think people were ready for something different. And I'm, I'm sure he'll be back, you know. It's one of those things. People will want him back at one stage. But I think from all reports, from what I've heard about Logan the film, um, and I'm hopefully seeing an advanced screening of it this week. But um, cool. from everything I've heard, this is the best Wolverine movie there's ever been. And I'm not sure that would have been possible if it wasn't this old man Logan, if it wasn't the end of this character, the, the, the sort of end of this character's arc. Um, and seeing him in this, in this, you know, in his final form, there's something really intriguing about it and seeing someone who's still fighting through all of them. Absolutely, and I think uh, it's never been a Hugh Jackman problem. He gets the character. He's kind of yeah. – it's like James Bond. Sometimes they're underserved by the script or the film that, that they're given, and uh, and I am excited. I mean, every every early indication is, is that it, this is going to be a great movie, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're excited. Is it is it all happening um, March 4th, or are you guys getting an earlier or later premiere? Uh, I think we're around, yeah, I think we're around March 4th as well. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, so we get it on the Thursday, March 2nd or something. So it's... Um, sure. But, yeah, no, it's getting exciting. And I have to say, having been in Laura's head for the last two years, yeah. just sort of seeing her graduate to the big screen, I, it's weird. I feel proud of a fictional character. <laughs> but, um, but the way, I mean, they just seem to be doing her justice. I mean, everything I've seen, every piece of footage, I've just... You know, I've got goosebumps watching this, thinking, "Yes, it's it's her. They've they've nailed her," uh, which is great. And there's also aspects of Gabby, which is really funny. I mean, Gabby is a is a younger version of her, so in a way, it's like seeing her. And she wears sort of colourful clothes, and she'd wear those sunglasses, things like that, um, and a rainbow t-shirt. That is Gabby. So it's it's like <laughs> seeing two things that I've been working on, you know, suddenly up there on the screen and being done well. Yeah, and I think it's it'll be exciting too to see a different version of uh, a future, you know, wherever civilization is and wherever Logan is, and for that matter, Laura, uh, in the movie and stuff. And as you say, yeah, maybe it will be closer to, obviously, what what Gabby represents in your book. Um, was that character, do you think, uh, was it created with that in mind, in terms of uh, the a direction that uh, that Marvel guys knew where Fox was going? No, I'd say it's just a bit of a zeitgeist thing. Um, cool. I'd say it's coincidence more than anything else. I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, I'd, but I'd suggest that the sort of look at her and stuff and how long they've been working on the movie, I'd suggest that I'm not sure all new Wolverine was out when they would have been scripting. So we'll see. Sure. But I'll, I'll know more when I see it. 
if I see it and go, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all hoping, and uh, and I think, yeah. you know, uh, it really uh, Jackman deserves uh, a good movie because he really does. I, you know, yeah. I mean, we all we all know the obvious. I mean, that's the thing. There are parts of Origins that are okay. There are parts of the second movie that are okay. But ultimately, yeah, we're still looking for that good, you know, full Wolverine movie that we've all been waiting for and everything. So, you know, let's hope they get it right this time. Yeah, no, and from all indications they have. I mean, I've already heard yeah. people screaming for it to have Oscar buzz and, um, you know, ah. and it's it's already, I mean, I think it's on something like, 9.7 on IGN and stuff, and they can be pretty harsh. So, um, this is true. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I, I haven't, I've made sure not to read any spoilers. I don't want anything spoiled. I want to go in fresh, but it feels like everything I've seen, it feels like, you know, he gets his mutton chops and his acting chops on, which is fantastic. You know, you spent years writing great Star Wars stuff, and I know we talked about it a bit, uh, the last time, you know, I had you on. Yeah. But, uh, now that we've had two fresh, Star Wars movies. As someone who wrote so much Star Wars and stuff, what it, you know, I mean, I'm happy with Rogue One. Happy with uh, Force Awakens. Uh, completely, to tell you the truth. I think uh, the greatest thing for me was being able to take my eldest son along to both of these, um, and particularly uh, Force Awakens. Like just seeing the joy on his face, and you know, yes, there, there's a lot of things about that movie that are obviously retreads of stuff we've seen. Sure, seeing it fresh through his eyes was such a buzz, and I think. Um, I saw someone mention today that, you know, however far along we are from Force Awakens, like, it almost doesn't matter what the plot was. Like, it's the characters that have stayed with us. And the characters are... Definitely. Yeah, yeah. the characters are fantastic. And, you know, they're, they're this next gen that you want to see more. Um, and for me, I mean, I, I like entertainment more than anything else. I, I'm, I will always prefer to see... a. a movie with a lot of emotion, a lot of heart and action, the rest of it, but it's got to have some humor as well. Um, and for me, Force Awakens had all of that. It was a great action movie with a lot of heart and a lot of humor. And, and Rogue One, you know, it was, you always knew where that was going. And it was, it was fantastic. It was an incredible movie and it's a great chapter in the saga. Um, but my God, it was depressing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really glad they had, the guts to oh, God, keep yeah. it, a, yeah. you know, a real war, a war movie. And with, with, with that, that kind of, you know, yeah, no survivors. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's good. I mean, that's, you, you should have that kind of sacrifice. Without it makes the impact even bigger. Without a doubt. And it was a great movie and I really enjoyed it. And again, it was one I took my son to and afterwards he just kept looking at me going, but, but they all died. I'm like, yeah. He's like, but, but like every single one of them, like, yeah. He's like, but I just thought at least he or she would, but they all died, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> know. <laughs> How old is your son? He's eleven. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go, man. That's yeah. like uh, when we were. Uh, well, actually, I don't know about uh, in in Australia, but you know, here in the states and stuff, that was the Bambi conversation, or uh, <laughs> yeah. or old Yeller. You yeah. know, I mean, it's uh, you know that's showing my age and everything. But yeah, it's like, but but they died, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's a it's a good learning experience. Absolutely, man. No, that I honestly, that's cool. I've told uh, Jerry Conway. When he killed Gwen Stacy, yeah, I read the reprint. I'm not I'm not old enough to read the original story, but I read the reprint. And I was like nine years old, and my brain exploded yeah. in a good way. Absolutely. And I'm just like, wow, the, you know, real consequences, real real sacrifice, and you know, Spider Man with her and her, his uh, dead, you know, her dead in his hands, and I'll kill you, Goblin, or I'll get you. And it was just like, wow, this is amazing. Absolutely, so, and you know, I think on that, that's one of the reasons Injustice has done so well. I mean, it's. Every you know, it's our own corner of a universe, and when people die, they they kind of die, and the emotion oh, yeah. is there, and they don't think people are coming back. And my son's recently read that. I stopped him reading it for a couple of years, but he insisted, and then he took the rest and devoured the porn <laughs> a few days. And I felt like a terrible person. I'm like, no, you can't read what I've the horror I've written. But he did, and he loved it. So yeah, it is those real consequences and seeing them and seeing that it is final. It makes for good storytelling. Well, I'm really excited uh, that you're uh, getting Injustice back. I think Bucolato did a really good job after you. But uh, it's it's uh, great to see you back because there was a time when the best Justice League comic book was Injustice. And you were you were the guy responsible for it. And, it, and you know, I mean, taking your cues from the game, but also going down a really dark corridor. And, and I think uh, telling some really amazing stories. Um, so, so what can you tell us about Injustice 2? 
Uh, so, well, I can tell you I'm coming back for it. Um, I was writing it half a minute ago until I spoke to you. I, I was downstairs locked in my dungeon, which has no internet. Um, and I raced up here to jump on here. Um, but Injustice 2 takes place straight after the, well, just a little bit after the first game. Um, so Superman's locked up. The world's kind of in havoc after this big war that's just happened. Batman's picking up the pieces with a few other people like Harley Quinn. Um, you know, a character who I absolutely love writing or just, you know, I just sit there and she tells me what to write and I go, okay. She throws my outline out along with whatever words she comes up with. Um, (laughs) but yeah, and that's kind of where we're at. That's the status quo and where, and we get to sort of see Batman attempting to rebuild a world, but there's also other forces rising up to tear it down. Um, and it is just more of that epic scope and a cast of thousands again, um, and, you know, I've, obviously I've read the game script for number two and it's just epic. Um, and we get to play on all of that again. And it's, it's, it's fantastic being back in this universe. I, yeah, I really missed it. Um, I, you know, I never wanted to leave. I left to work, um, to work on my TV series. So I was, um, I got to this point where I've been awake for three days straight and my wife sort of walked in my kids were used to seeing the back of my head in the mornings. Oh. My wife walked in, I turned around, apparently I looked exactly like a zombie. Um, and she just said, yep, it's been three days, you've been awake, and you need to make a decision now. Um, <laughs> and I had to choose, unfortunately, the thing that was the most fun, which was injustice. Um, that was the thing that I had to give because it was a weekly. Uh, but, you know, having said that, it's it's great to be back. It really is. And it just feels like, you know, these characters I kind of abandoned a little, although Boots did a great job. Um, but, you know, I abandoned them a bit, and now I'm back to, help them or scar them further again. <laughs> now, now this won't be, uh, this will be monthly or will it be a weekly digital again? Oh, uh, it's a weekly again. So it's, uh, Oh my God. I, oh, you're I, getting back right back on the treadmill. Man. That's right. Yeah. And we've got in just, uh, the deep, uh, season two's happening as well. So I'm kind of right back where I was plus writing oh. green and writing, uh, the other stuff I'm working on. Um, yes, indeed. And we'll get to those. Absolutely. Sure. No, no. Um, Okay, so and also I'm curious because beyond uh, the characters in the game, yeah, are you able to dig deeper and do? God, I'm just going to say this because I just saw Justice League action and Space Cabby was on. Sure. You know, if you had an idea for Ultra, the multi alien, or Space Cabby, is that fair game to play with in Injustice? In yeah, absolutely. And that was, you know, we absolutely did that in Injustice One as well. I mean, I brought in. Constantine and Detective Chimp and Plast- you know, yes. yeah, I think one of my favorite Plastic stuff. Man too. Sorry, you said Plastic Man as well. Yeah, but that was one of my favorite stories. I came back just to do a single annual of uh, Plastic Man breaking his son out of Superman's jail at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, and man, <laughs> I had such a good time on that. I just thought, you know, and and neither of them are in the book, and I just and or in the game, and I just in thought, game, you know what? Yeah. I love these characters, and I want a chance to write them, and I'll write the best Plastic Man story I can think of. And, you know, I, I was really happy with it. So, and I forget his son's name. Tell, remind me what his son's name is again. His son's name has just eluded me. I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, Someone O'Brien. What's his name? Oh, I met the, I met the hero character or whatever. But, yeah, sorry? I remember him from the kingdom. I remember him from the kingdom when yeah, Wade absolutely. was writing the character. Yeah. Um, All right. Oh, Here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up as well while we're talking. Okay, so. yeah, do that. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't have his dad's last name. It's like something like Jack O'Halloran or something. Yeah, you'll see it anyway. Um, but we were sort of dealing with him pre-superhero, so he was working with a group of sort of anti-superhero, anti-Superman terrorists. Certainly, <laughs> Offspring, by the way, is Offspring. Yeah, Offspring is, his is hero name. yeah from from Kingdom. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a uh, Luke. Uh, it's Lugie Ernie. Lugie O'Brien, Luke O'Brien. Okay, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. No, sort of, I was riffing off of the, um, for me, this is kind of the sequel to what Joe Kelly did on JLA back in the day. He had he told these great stories of Plastic Man and his son when he was quite young and, and Batman and Batman trying to get Eel O'Brien to actually be a father. And it was, you know, and I, this was the next stage of that for me. Very cool. You know, when James, and I know James is a little bit older, but when James Robinson, I want to say, was growing up, I think he talked about getting American comics from Australia. And I know obviously now distribution is great. When you were, when you were a kid, was, was distribution really good? And were you able to read 
all DC and Marvel with no problems, obviously? Uh, we read a lot of – I read a lot of DC. There wasn't as much Marvel here. You know, we, we got okay. big sort of chunky black and white DC stuff, which I read a lot of as a kid, um, and not enough Marvel. Um, but it was sort of – it was all kind of Australian reprints of stuff as well, and <laughs> – it was you never knew what you were getting, and there was, there wasn't really a continuity. So it wasn't until I was a teenager or young teens that I was sort of going to the comic store and getting everything every week, um, okay. and reading Superman and reading Marvel comics. And it was just yeah, that's when everything kind of transformed. Sometimes I forget that Australia has two of the biggest uh, geek heroes represented by the actors who play them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> am I am I missing anyone else? Who else? Uh... Is is on the Aussie list in terms of the great uh, geek actors right now? You got you got uh, Hugh Jackman, you got Margot Robbie, uh, you got Hemsworth. Of yeah. course, see there and, you go, same uh, man. So you got Thor. Very yeah, cool. you got Thor. You've got uh, Captain Boomerang. Well, that's cool. And did they get an Australian? Did yeah, he's actually. Did they actually get an Australian to play him? Very cool. Okay, that's. I got to be honest, man. Uh, I'm not, I was not crazy about the portrayal in Suicide Squad. <laughs> you know, they got they got Harley fine, but uh, yeah, Captain Boomerang got you know literally one of the best comic book Suicide Squad characters and stuff, and they didn't really give him much to do. Well, we'll we'll have to see if he appears in in Injustice, but I can't say yet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. But yeah, he's always been kind of one of those great villain wise asses that you know his mouth gets him in, in more trouble than the boomerangs do have to yeah have. absolutely so yeah <laughs> very cool so tell me about uh, justice league and power rangers ah right yeah so yeah also writing justice league power rangers <laughs> got one more issue to put to bed um look it is it's ridiculous but it is but, ridiculous tell yeah, me about it <laughs> but entertainingly so and that's kind of absolutely is, you know, that's what we've been going for, me and uh, the artist Stephen Byrne, who's, you know, just such a hardcore Power Rangers fan. It's fantastic. So we've just, uh, you know, I, I sort of devoured the first couple of seasons of Power Rangers and I, you know, I really got my head in that zone. And then I decided I didn't want to do anything that was too dark. Like I wanted to have something that was a little bit more wholesome and just really lean into the fun of it all and the idea that, you know, these these kids from another world land in Gotham and meet Batman and how they react to that and have Batman eventually taken by a giant pink pterodactyl robot, you know, like <laughs> you just have to go yeah. for it and you go, yeah, you know what? Sure. That's, I'm going to do it. And Steven's going to nail it because he's, you know, his expressions are hilarious and his emotions are great and his big epic moments are awesome. And I just go, yep, this is a Power Rangers versus Justice League thing. So we are, you know, this is fan service can never be a dirty word or dirty compound word when you're talking about Justice League meeting the Power Rangers. Um, so everything people want to see, we have to try and give it to them. And that means giant robot dinosaurs in Gotham. That means, you know, monsters tearing apart Metropolis. Like you've got to, you've really got to go for it. Um, and we are. <laughs> it's just, it is just, it is a fun book and we're having as much fun as we can with it. Is there a mat? Are there matchups in mind when you compare the Rangers to the specific Justice League uh, members? Oh uh, yeah, they kind of were, but it's um obviously like Billy, who's far more brainy, you know, matching up with Cyborg, um, Bat- okay. Batman and the Black Ranger, mainly because the Black Ranger is uh, he's the guy who can who can say the silly stuff. He's he's kind of sometimes a comic relief. So him getting up to Batman and you know, Batman sort of looking at him and saying, you know, the last robot dinosaur that attacked me is now mounted in my cave. And <laughs> the Black Ranger's just, man, how was I supposed to know you are a good guy? You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, we really lean into that. And there's a lot of fun to be had. Um, and we, uh, without spoiling anything, we can now say, because issue two's out, that it's, um, that it's Lord Zed, who's one of the biggest baddest in the Power Rangers, teaming up with Brainiac in the DC universe, and that's just ridiculous fun too. I mean, you've got sure. Zed, <laughs> Zed in Brainiac's ship, sort of staring at one of his bottle cities and tapping on the glass, and Brainiac saying, "Please don't tap on the glass. The civilization hates that." You know, it's um, <laughs> and you just you just think of the most absurd, funny thing, and you go, "You know what? There's no reason I can't do it," and you do it. Yeah, and everyone seems that's, to be happy. That's great, man. 
Very, very cool. So so two came out last week or is it? Out yeah, no, week? two came out a uh, couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. Cause I, cause I only got the one issue. And oh, yeah, I, I totally got, spoiled I, like, it for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I, no, I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm glad to hear that. That sounds like a great matchup as far as villains go. And no, I, you had me laughing uh, with that last page of uh, issue okay. one with, uh, <laughs> Batman being uh, swept away in the in the pig, yes. in the pig dinosaur. Yeah, and I think a lot so, of people uh, are you know hitting me up on Twitter or in reviews saying you know we really wanted something like Injustice. I'm like that was never going to happen. I just you know the hardest thing when I was given the assignment was finding the right tone. And to me, it's kind of um, it is that first season of Power Rangers mixed with sort of Justice League Unlimited or you know the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. That's where. That's yeah, where. or even the current one. I don't know. I don't know if the current one has gotten uh, down to Australia yet. The the new animated series. Yes, Justice League. Uh, we, I've seen a couple of episodes. I haven't seen much, but Paul Dini was here um, uh, about a month ago, and I did a thing with him and had dinner with him, and he was telling me all about it and how much fun he was having on it. It sounds great. Yeah, man. You know, he uh, he was just on the show too a couple of weeks ago, oh. and uh, we had the same. We, we had a similar conversation, and actually, I was wondering. Given your animation work, uh, you know, is there any chance or the fact that you are in Australia kind of logistically makes it harder for you to do any sort of DC animation work because you've got the animation chops, you know the characters well? Uh, look, maybe down the line. Obviously, everything is insane at the moment. I'm working on, what, four comics and a TV series, at least one TV series, maybe more. Um, so, oh, so I'm quite busy, but... Um, but it is something I'd love to do. I mean, I, I do love so many of those DC animated things. I mean, there are just some that just stand out forever, and I'd love to add one to those, like things like Mask of the Phantasm and the Batman Beyond movie. And, you know, there's there's been so many good ones. And I, I okay. definitely, you know, love the opportunity to tell one of those one day. And I really do think that the Power Rangers Justice League team-up, it, it – you know, it feels like an animated episode, so uh, in a good way. You know what I mean? I mean? It really does work. Like you said, this is like the Justice League Unlimited uh, team, you know, meeting the Power Rangers and, and really playing on their turf and everything. And it's all ages, but not in a too kiddie yeah. way. But it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, and that's the idea. And Stephen Byrne, I think, you know, his art lends itself to that as well. He was an animator and possibly still is. Um, so, oh, there yeah, you and I'd sort of... I'd, looked at what he did and really wanted something that didn't, which wouldn't stand against that as well. So, you know, if I went too harsh or too dark or, you know, started cutting off limbs or heads willy-nilly, you know, it wouldn't quite gel. <laughs> um, that's something I do, cutting off limbs and heads willy-nilly. Um, it is, yeah, it just wouldn't quite gel with, with his art style, so I really wanted to lean into his work as well. Understood. Understood. Let's talk about The Deep, your, uh, your fine... Uh, animated series uh, now on Netflix yeah. for uh, for people to check out and um, you know if you if you like we we've talked about this before if you like the Incredibles it's got that vibe but uh, it, uh, they they're mostly their their action is obviously because of the title the Deep uh, they are they are oceanographers yeah. a family of oceanographers and it's uh, it's good stuff you know I I am I may have said this before in our conversation but I was just talking about this with one of my recent guests we were talking about Jacques Cousteau. And you know, growing up, you know the uh, what, what's under what's underwater is was as, as exotic as interplanetary you know science fiction, and and you know that so the opportunity for mystery is still there even even you know a couple decades after Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, absolutely, and that's I mean, I mean in a way, the the oceans are far better than space because in space there's there's a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> You know, most of the time, obviously, we populate it when we go into sci-fi, but really, this is the final frontier right here at home. As soon as you get under the surface, there's it's full of life, and you go deeper, and you don't know what's yeah. there. And we have things like the colossal squid, which we've still never seen. Like, we haven't captured one on video. There are things, we, we live next to leviathans that we've never seen, aside from washed up on the beach. Um and so there's something really exciting about that, and that's kind of what we tap into in the comics and also obviously in the TV series. Yeah, talk about that now. Boom is uh, reprinting. When we talked uh, at the time, I think the deep uh, graphic novels were available through your Australian printer. Yeah. And now uh, now Boom is uh, reprinting them issue by issue. Yeah, that's right. Boom's um, just brought out the second issue of the deep, so it should be in all good comic stores 
Um, and excellent. And the TV series is going great, so hopefully people are searching for it as well. Um, and then I think the idea is to collect the sort of first two trades into six issues and then into one large oversized trade through Boom. Uh, yeah, which would be fantastic, and we're really we're really happy to be with them, and they've, they've they've been great to work with as well. And obviously, I'm kind of working with them on Just Sleep Power Rangers as well because that's DC and Boom. So we've got the same editor working on this, on those two books. So that's oh, who's your editor? Uh, Daphne, I should have asked Daphne Blumen, who she's um she's great. I I have all the time cool. in the world for her. Um, you know, she reached out to me probably a year or so ago, or maybe for longer about doing something, and it just with our timelines couldn't work out. And then all of a sudden, as of January this year, we're doing two books together. So that's fantastic. <laughs> day to day, Tom, is it, you know, the time difference and stuff? I mean, I'm talking to you now. It's uh, 1230 a.m. Chicago. Time, right. And it's uh, and it's 530 your time yes. the next day. <laughs> yes. So, you know, uh, but, you know, logistically business, I know you've been doing this for years, but, you know, that that's that's not a hassle. And. You know, uh, you're able to find common time because I know the other day I saw you on Twitter, and I'm like, "Hey, come on, we're balloon. And you're like, "Yeah, it's 4:30 in the morning, man. Let's talk about it." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you, Jesus. Sorry, no, no, no. I it's, didn't know. honestly, I think it's gotten kind of more extreme recently, where I've kind of been dragging myself to bed at sort of six and seven a.m. Um, you know, saying hi to my kids as they wake up, maybe doing breakfast or smoothie with them, and then saying good night. Um, so I do tend to kind of be awake in American time. So I'm talking to Wednesdays, obviously, in with Marvel there in New York and with DC, they're over in Burbank. Um, so they're in different time frames as well. So I've got to wait. If I want to, yeah. if I want a question answered, I've got to wait till 4 a.m. for Burbank to to see an email from me. Wake up. Um, so yeah, be at, be at work. Absolutely. That's right. So I, And I tend to work better at night anyway because the world isn't there to interrupt me, so to speak, except for Twitter. Obviously. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so... It, it has gotten more extreme, but I'm trying to peg it back now. That is the plan. <laughs> Understood. Back to the deep. Um, yep. You were telling me before we started recording, over uh, over 200 uh, markets? Yeah. Have the yeah, it's insane. I don't think that figure's anywhere official, but as I understand it, the deep is now being seen in over 200 countries, um, which is just, Excellent. yeah, or 200 markets. And, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It's in so many different languages. We were number one in Greece. You know, we were... the Hey, yeah, the highest rating um, <laughs> show for the demographic on BBC or, or across the entire UK, um, things like that. So it's going really, really well all around the world. It's it's such a bizarre thing because you actually get a lot less feedback in television, especially in in animation, than you do in comics. So I know as soon as someone's read one of my comics, I can go on Twitter or Facebook and there'll be fans reaching out and talking about it and reviews and stuff, whereas the TV series, it's... It's a really isolated thing. So to hear that, you know, millions of people are watching it around the world, you just go, what? Oh, okay, cool, good, I'm glad. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I, know, I know there's like uh, American animation, you know, a blogosphere and, and podcasts and stuff yeah. like that. Australia, not so much in terms of uh, that kind of geek coverage? No, no, I guess not. Um, you know, and it, it, do, it was doing incredibly well here. I'm not allowed to say how well it was going here because it was on a public broadcaster. Um, but I know it was it's been performing incredibly well in Australia as well, um, cool. which is great. But it's, um, yeah, it is a very different beast animation compared to comics. Um, and I certainly, you know, I, I will always prefer comics. That's just my favorite storytelling medium in the world, without a doubt. Understood. Now you're, you're working on season two. Yeah. Was season one 13 episodes? or uh, Season one was 26 and season two. Oh, yeah, that's typical animation. Yeah. Okay, and I'm sorry, season two was? Season two is 13. So, um 13 yeah. okay so we've, okay. we've done i think the original plan was actually to do sort of three seasons of 13 on netflix and netflix just went oh we'll put all 26 up We're like what okay <laughs> um cool yeah, but um but no season two is looking great we've we're we're really getting there there's finished episodes already in the can and um i've got another one to review tonight but um it's getting very exciting and obviously we're already talking about what's next are there deep toys being made? Uh, not yet, but I can tell you that there's a good chance they're, they're on the way. Um, certainly, there's certainly a whole lot of people reaching out to me daily on Facebook um, saying, hey, my kids love your stuff. We all sit and watch it as a family. Where are the toys? And you go, I'm sorry. Good. Yeah, no. Well, you know, and you you want good water toys too. I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, they're submergible in some it's way good. or – 
you know, yeah, if I can't get in the bath at, you know, 5 a.m. after a long night's work <laughs> and play with the Aranac, something's going very wrong, man. <laughs> I hear you, man. No, that's cool. Good luck with that. Thanks. That's great, man. That, that's got to be insane. It is. To come up with a concept like that. And then, you know, I mean, I've talked about it. Lightfelt's talked about it as far as, you know, going to the store and seeing all the Deadpool stuff yeah. and everything. No, it so. is. It's it's super exciting. I mean, anytime, I don't know. Look, I'm a fan of toys, you know. As soon as I saw, I was in Singapore recently and I saw, for the first time in the flesh, I saw the Superior Iron Man toy, which myself and the editor and the artist, we designed that, that costume when I was riding Iron Man. And I just, I immediately bought two off the shelves and went, oh my God, there it is, you know, brought them home. Um, I know there's an all-new Wolverine toy coming out through, uh, I think it's Hasbro, um, you know, and I'll buy them straight away. And, and once it's my own things, once it's characters, you know, basically characters that once only existed in my head now walk and talk and are seen by millions of people um, and will soon be hopefully played with as well. I know Australian television has played a bit with the superhero genre wasn't it the almighty John johnson's weren't they wasn't that an australian uh, television i have no idea as soon as you said that like, you know we, talking we, about. we did <laughs> well, okay because i'm you know and and shame on me it was a sci-fi channel uh program in america but yeah i was wondering if i've seen a couple and i don't even know maybe they weren't australian films but i know i've seen a few lower budget attempts at superhero films you know probably within the last 10 years and, and closer to the early part of that 10 year period rather than the more recent. Um, so Australia isn't playing at all with uh, any uh, superhero stuff. Locally? Uh, we have a new show called clever man, which I think's made it over to there, um, which is an Aboriginal centered superhero. Um, and okay. it's, it's an incredible show. It's really good. Um, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix over there or HBO, um, but definitely check out clever man. It's, um, it's quite brilliant. Um, but that's really been sort of the first plot, first time we've really gone there, I'd say, in to any degree of success. And it is a really successful show. Um, we haven't had a culture in Australia of of not just superheroes, but of action adventure comedy. Um, it's been really difficult on the deep finding writers who who understand it and can write it. I mean, it might be you know I'm the only full time comic book writing writer working in mainstream for the big two comics in Australia. Um, so they're really, we just don't have that culture except for what we brought over from America. Interesting. How about, uh, the CW shows, the, the DC, uh, hero television shows, are you getting those? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure we will be right now. We're going to have a generation of people who understand action adventure comedy very, very well. Um, and my, my son is just addicted to those shows. We, we went out and bought the Blu-rays of all of them recently got the flash and got supergirl and uh, league of uh, legends of legends of tomorrow yes yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that's right you know, that's yeah right. and they're just you know we're, we're just watching them constantly um, and it's great to see and it's great that they're entertaining and and relevant and and I love that my son is growing up in this time which you know you and I if, if we had had this much that was you know exactly tailored for us at that age I mean we would have exploded. Absolutely. Well, and we grew up, you know, when seeing television and film from other countries, sometimes it really was a struggle to get that stuff. And now finally, globally, I, I think Doctor Who had a lot to do with that, where all the markets just kind of demanded, no, F you, man. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're premiering it in England, uh, we want it around, you know, within the same 24-hour period, Absolutely. where we want to see the new stuff, too. I know Sherlock was the same thing. Yeah. So. And we we still have that that issue in Australia, unfortunately. We're um we're the biggest pirating country in the world, apparently. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but I know okay. you know we don't get the Batman Lego movie until I don't know April or something. Uh, oh, that's you know, a shame. We don't get yeah. John Wick two until May, um, which is just I mean it's just shooting themselves in the foot every time they do this because you know, yeah. half of the people in Australia will have seen it by then through some means, um, sure. and there's. You know, and the thing is, we're all willing to pay. I pay for Netflix. I pay for something called Stan. I pay for um, oh, what else do I pay for? I pay for cable. Like I, I pay for three or four different services to bring me the content I want. Um, at when it comes out, and most TV, they're absolutely on that. But the movies are still falling behind. It's a real shame. That's surprising. It is. Yeah, that's surprising. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it really is surprising, and it happened with 
Um, particularly with kids' movies, they always say, oh, look, parents will wait for school holidays so parents will take their kids, but we'll take them anytime. You don't have to wait for school holidays. We just want them at the same time as the rest of the world because I keep seeing all my friends talking about how great the Batman Lego movie is, and I can't see it. That's terrible. <laughs> oh. No, I understand. And uh, weather-wise, you're coming out of uh, summer, right? You're going into fall? Yeah, no, we're, we're still in summer at the moment, although I, I live okay. in Melbourne. Um, there's a there's a song called Four Seasons in One Day about Melbourne, and it's exactly that. So um, <laughs> it can be sort of – I think we've had temperatures in Australia of about 116 degrees, your, your temperature recently. Wow. Uh, we've had just this insane heat wave, and then last night I was in slippers with a heater on riding. Like it's just there's you never know what's going to happen here. <laughs> I you know Chicago is like that as well. Right. We actually uh, we hit seventy degrees and it is our winter. Right. <laughs> uh, you know and that that was our high today yeah. and uh, we had a, uh, also on Saturday and it's going to be warm until uh, next weekend where we'll go back to normal and back down to the thirties. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, no extreme weather. I understand, and and you know I you know I'll even uh, at this point I'll give you the opportunity time. Did you do you do you, did you want to mention your own just unease about uh, the country? And if you don't want, we can keep it light. If not, you don't have to get heavy on it or anything uh, like that. Your but country. I just thought it was kind of interesting. <laughs> your huh? country with yeah with with my country. Uh, look, it's I think everybody I think it's created this sort of global anxiety for anybody paying attention to anything. I mean, in the first couple of weeks, I think I was falling asleep every night with the phone in my hand. You know, just just stunned by what I was seeing and and fearful and then waking up and it's still in my hand so I'm straight back checking again and I know it's far worse for everybody there but um but it is a shame I mean I have had to I haven't announced it anywhere but I've I did uh after the migration ban came in I um I did cancel uh going to Emerald City uh which I you know I was desperate to get there and I have four books out and we we had some great stuff so I had four books coming out, and obviously we wanted to promote those, and we had exclusive covers being printed just for uh, Emerald City Comic Con. And uh, I know Jim, who who started it, and I've got so many friends over there, like Temple Smith and stuff, who I really sure. wanted to see. Um, and meet Stephen Byrne, meet uh, Nick Farella, who I'm working on oh. Wolverine with. You know, I just – and so pulling out of Emerald City was incredibly hard, but I got to this point where – you know, I'm reading about people being stopped at the airport and having their social media checked, and my social media is hardly, you know, it's not exactly praising Donald Trump. Um, and I, I saw this stuff happening. I saw phones being confiscated and downloaded, and I just, I didn't, you know, people were saying, oh, look, just make sure you've deleted Twitter and, you know, delete your Facebook account off your phone or just take a burner. I'm like, I refuse to accept those terms. Yeah. In this day and age, I refuse to believe that, you know, this country that prides itself on freedom of speech would stop me from coming into the country because I've said some, you know, fairly jokey things on Twitter. Um, but also I what I realized I couldn't do is I couldn't accept that I might be allowed in freely and easily because I'm a white guy. Yep. Um, whereas people from all of these other countries who've done nothing wrong are denied simply because of where they're from or where they visited. Um, and I knew for a fact that if I had seen that happen, you know, on my plane or someone taken out of line, I couldn't keep quiet because that's just kind of who I am. Um, so in the end, I just had to say, I'm sorry, I can't come. And everybody I spoke to understood, everyone, at, you know, sure, um, everyone at the companies and some of them were even advising me not to come at the time. So, um, yeah, it's really tragic. And, God, I, I desperately hope something changes very soon and, sanity prevails um it's it's scary times but it's scary for all of us well it's yeah. scary but uh, and, and luckily there's enough daylight to kind of uh expose the scariness and uh you know i said it before i mean obviously you know you've got uh, a lot of people who agree with you over here and uh yeah you know i Absolutely. mean and, and again i think luckily the levers of government are making it a lot harder for uh this administration to move as quickly and and in some of the cruel ways that they seem to want to move in and uh, with Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and, and, I, and think, I think if I was making the decision today, I'd probably end up coming to Seattle, but it was just that it was about two weeks ago and it was right at the height of it and the fear and the paranoia. And I just went, ah, oh, I can't do it. Um, whereas, you know, watching the courts fight back and watching the people just say, this isn't on. And, you know, every so often someone from his own party will poke their head up to say something, but still vote with him. Um, yeah. But it is, it does feel like, 
you know, this this can't go on. If if, if any of this stuff is proven to be true, you know, the the, the presidency can't be legitimate and something will change. Um, and I'm desperate for that to happen so that all my friends over there can sleep at night. <laughs> Understood, man. No, and I, and believe me, uh, we, we, you know, like I said, we agree with it and, and living with it day to day and stuff here. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, you, you understand. And certainly it's pretty out there on social media. And I, and I am, uh, you know, I, I respect your choice and uh, hopefully things will get better and uh, I'll be able to see you. I mean, also, God, Absolutely. you know, either that or they can improve Star Trek uh, technology and we can transport to Australia. Cause, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I, I got to say a shout to my Word Balloon Australian listeners because they are out there. And it, and it really is uh, ridiculously nice that uh, people on your, your side of the planet are listening to this stuff. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Hello, uh, Australian I, Word Balloon listeners. I probably know. know all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You know all seven of them. That's true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, sure, there's lots. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've had people come up to me and say they've heard me on your show before from Australia at conventions and stuff. There it's great. Go. There you go. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Uh, have, have I missed a book? Have we covered all the books that you're currently working on? Uh, I think so. Just League, Justice, Wolverine, The Deep. Yep, we did it. We and did Power it. Ran- yeah, Justice League Power Rangers. Very cool. That's right. Yeah. Excellent, man. Well, keep up the good work. And seriously, I'm, I'm glad – uh, that you are as in demand as as you've been the last few years, and uh, that uh, people are excited when it's uh, a new Tom Taylor book, and, and rightfully so. Um, great stuff as always, and and really really excited to have you back on Injustice coming up in April, and uh, continue the great work with uh, Laura and Gabby and and uh, all that are in all uh, all new Wolverine and uh, Justice League Power Rangers, and of course the Deep. So cool stuff Thank from you. absolutely good good stuff from Tom Taylor and. Uh, as always, a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I know it's close to the dinner hour, so I'll let, I'll let you get to your family and dinner. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. It's always great to talk, and we'll have to talk again when we're in the midst of injustice, too. I think there's going to be some stuff that people will want to talk about. <laughs> Excellent, man. No, looking yes. forward to it. Very good. Another another go-to book coming up from D.C. I'm all for it. So nice going. That's Tom Taylor. Uh, neat stuff coming up uh, at the end of this week. More uh, great uh, conversation for you here at Word Balloon. But uh, by all means, uh, check out the books that are on the racks now for Tom. And uh, looking forward to uh, bringing you another episode uh, at the beginning of March to get the month start off correctly. Uh, also, quick show note, I will be at uh, Salt Lake City's Fanex just in a couple weeks, uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Really looking forward to it. Among uh, the panels that I know I'm doing is a spotlight panel with Marv Wolfman. Marv was a very early Word Balloon guest. We have not spoken in about 12 years as far as on the air. I saw him last summer at San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, we had a nice conversation. Really looking forward to talking to Marv Wolfman about the Teen Titans and their incredible success and a lot more, and giving fans of uh, Fan X a chance to ask them uh, their, their best Marv Wolfman questions that you can think of. Tomb of Dracula... Uh, God, you know, guy was a wonderful Spider-Man writer, longtime Marvel writer for so many books, Werewolf by Night even, uh, you know, so, and great black and white magazine uh, work from Creepy and Eerie and also the Marvel black and white magazines. You know, Marv's had such an interesting career, not to mention his animation work. Uh, he did a Suicide Squad original novel last uh, summer, right before the movie. And, uh, you know, God, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, novel is as compelling as the uh, the comic book series as well. So many great things have Marv Wolfman's name on it. Really excited to be talking to him in a spotlight panel at Salt Lake City's Fanex. And again, that's happening uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. More information on more of my panels when I get them. Right now, everything's being figured out right now. But uh, very excited and looking forward to uh, meeting people from the region. If you're in the tri-state area of Utah, Utah's a big state. But uh, if you're close by and uh, San Diego, or rather Salt Lake City, is uh, you know a possibility for you, I hope you come to the convention. And I hope you give me a chance to say hello and thank you in person for listening to Word Balloon. Today's Word Balloon was brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Uh, let's give you some more deals that are happening. Of course, Charles Soule doing an incredible job right now with Ron Garney on uh, Daredevil. And Volume 3 is available now. It's called Dark Art. 42% off, just $9.27. You get the War of Kings Aftermath, Realm of Kings Omnibus. Good Marvel cosmic stuff from uh, Dan Abnett 
and uh, others. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, this is this is a great trade, and it is forty-two uh, percent off, just seventy-two dollars and fifty cents. You can get Snot Girl. Well, why not? <laughs> Brian O'Malley, Brian Lee O'Malley, and uh, Leslie Hung. Uh, the first volume of Snot Girl is now <laughs> available from. Uh, is that from Image? It is from Image. Of course it is. 50% off, just $4.99. Uh, let's see. How about you can reach back? And one of the forgotten and I think great uh, Tarzan artists was Jesse Marsh. And uh, there's a new Dark Horse collection of uh, Jesse Marsh Tarzan, uh, 42% off. And it's uh, $17.39. Now, these are just a few of the great books you can get at InStockTrades.com. Check it out for yourself. Great deals, great prices, InStockTrades.com. Thanks again for listening to Word Balloon. Looking forward to talking to you at the end of the week with another new Word Balloon episode and more coming up. March is going to be just as fabulous as uh, January and February have with the guests and the great conversation that I try to bring you each week right here at Word Balloon. Talk to you next time. Until then, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2017. <laughs>